0: It's the rendezvous with Simon Marcel.
1: Bonjour et bonsoir, c'est Simon et Simon Marcel. Welcome to the rendezvous. And if you don't know, the rendezvous in French doesn't mean a romantic uh, rendezvous. It means to get together uh, with friends. You don't say to your girlfriend or to your boyfriend or your partner, let's rendezvous. Uh, French people would think you just, you know, have a meeting. That's what it means. Here it's very romantic. Um, I say that because um, if you are new to the show, the accent is French. I'm from Paris. And before I start, I want to share this advice from my therapist, which I talked to this morning. And, he, and he's, he's, I think, 82 years old, Dr. Sadia. And he said to me about people are together without kids. Not parents, but people together without kids. The biggest mistake we all make, he said, is that we stay together to destroy each other instead of enjoying each other. And he said people should not stay each other so long because at the end, you know, they hate each other. I've seen it over and over. So keep that in mind. Life is too short to be bored or resenting your partner. You call the next. If you have a question for me, call me at 855-905-8255. Bonjour, Melinda.
0: Bonjour, Simon. What's going on? So, um well, first off, I want to say, I love your accent. I, I think it's absolutely adorable um i <laughs> <Thank you>. am <laughs> I am currently involved with a partner, and I wanted to ask how soon I mean it's still kind of new. How soon is too soon um to get physical with this particular partner, like the the uh la la, <laughs> as you would put it
1: Oh, I see how soon is too soon for the ulala? Yes. How long have you been with your partner?
0: Um, so we've been dating for about two months, and honestly, because it's so new, and you know, I've I've done that in the past. I don't want to recreate any mistakes, and so I'm trying to exercise, you know, <laughs> and <laughs> practice uh, the tempting temptation of it all. I want to practice it out a little bit, but it's getting to that point, and I'm I'm wondering, is it too soon or? Um, should I should I extend it some more? Should I do ninety days? You know, like an interview.
1: <laughs> oh, that. But I mean, two months with that la is extremely long compared to the average. So, what is your your fear? I mean, you feel if you do ooh-la-la, it's not gonna want you, respect you anymore, or or you just wanna? What is the strategy behind it?
0: Exactly. So I want I want to see. Um, we, we've got great conversation. We've got an amazing chemistry. Um, I want to see if, if it's going to last, you know, I've, I've been through a lot of bad dates and bad relationships okay. in the past. Mm-hmm. So I just want to see, you know, is, is, is 90 days too long? Um, or should I give up now and, and just give in? Because we know we both, we both are definitely there, but he's been very, very, um, understanding and respectful of the space. Um, that I'm in right now. So it's really just a matter of, if this guy is the one, I want to make sure that it's right.
1: Okay. So when it comes to ooh you do it when you feel it. It is no calculation. There is no 90 days, 80 days, 120 days. There is an adult man with an adult woman, in your case, and you have to follow your intuition, your desire. Too much calculation takes away being spontaneous. And calculated ooh is never good ooh la mm-hmm. So I really recommend you to go with your intuition, with your heart. Listen, you're an adult is an adult. No one, including me, will tell you when is it too soon or too late. You feel it, you do it. I love
0: that. Oh my goodness, I love that. Thank you. I'm gonna oh. I'm gonna call him right now.
1: <laughs> you should. All right, Melinda. Thank you. Thank you for calling and have a good night.
0: You as well. Thank you, Simon.
1: Coming up, I am gonna go answer Ophelia's email because she just started to date a guy. And now they're in a strange situation. So she wants my advice. I'm going to help her next. So Ophelia sent me an email at rendezvous.com saying, Bonjour, Simon. I started off dating a guy, but now it's a friends with benefits situation. The weird thing is, whenever we hang out, he talks about things we could do together, but then he never does, and it's really confusing. So why would he do that? A good question. Why would a guy that you kind of like on a friend's benefit situation would talk about things you could do but never does it? I'll tell you why exactly. Next. So here's a dilemma. What would you do if you were like Ophelia who started dating a guy, now they're in friends whose benefit situation, but the weird thing is the guy, when they hang out, talks about things they could do together, but then he never does anything and she's confused. Why would a guy do that to her? Ophelia, because men know that if you don't talk about the future things you could do with the woman you're with, she usually doesn't like it, and that ends up with, you know, no ooh So it's kind of making you hope for better things to come so you can enjoy it tonight in hope that tomorrow, next week, a month from now, you'll take a trip together, you go to an Italian restaurant or Greek restaurant or whatever. That's why he does it. But now you know why. It's up to you to decide if it's worth you know, being friends with benefits with or not, and that decision is yours and yours only. Good luck, but now you know. You call the next. Bonjour, Kathleen.
2: Bonjour, Simon.
1: Bonjour. What's going on?
2: Okay, so in my last relationship, uh, my boyfriend uh, cheated on me um, and uh, left me, and I'm in a new relationship now, and this guy's wonderful, And I I just find it hard to trust that he's not going to hurt me. If not, like, you know, now, like, at some point down the road, like, years later.
1: Mm -hmm. I understand the why, obviously, you know, because of what happened to you. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, um, this is an insecurity. Do you think it started even before the last boyfriend? Do you think... I'm just throwing it out there, Do you, I mean, other boyfriends or, you know, or maybe your dad left your mother or stuff like that? Do you think it's deeper than just the last boyfriend?
2: I think it's something I've always struggled with, like, you know, in marriage, which is like really, you know, important for me. I, I just don't know how people can stay faithful for like years, like how you can trust someone, you know, 10, 20, 30 years down the road not to fall yeah. out of love, because I've fallen out of love with the people that I've dated before too, and then what has happened to me.
1: Oh, I see. That's uh, that's a deep point. You, you can actually, it's true, you can project your own falling out of love on a guy you're dating and thinking, well, if I can fall out of love with him, he can fall out of love with me, right?
2: Yes. All
1: right. And the question is, so how do you stay, you know, faithful or, you know, have an interest in ooh ing with your partner for 30 years. That's one of the biggest challenge ever for for anybody. Mm-hmm. But life is taking a chance, right? Life is taking a dare. Life is taking a risk. So there's no guarantee. Uh, the guy you with he might cheat with you or not. You might fall out of love with him. The man you marry, same thing. But who doesn't dare, doesn't live. So Caitlin, um, I would not be too worried. I would just live in the moment. Today or when you're married, unless... You know, um, it's too much for you, and then you can go talk to a therapist to help you relax and maybe revisit that. Uh, but my advice to you would be to understand that love is a big risk, big reward, big risk. Yeah. It's what makes us the happiest and the saddest, right? It's it's love, mm-hmm. different kind of love. So, uh, I don't have an answer of on you know what to do to trust somebody. It's or more or less, my advice is to you know, follow your intuition and trust yourself. If you can trust yourself, how you feel, you should be good.
2: Yeah, thank you.
1: You're most welcome. Thank you for calling and have a good night, Kathleen. Thanks, Simon. Would you agree that taking a chance at love is the biggest risk emotionally we can all take? Let's talk more about that next. So it's interesting because my last caller, Kathleen, you know, she was afraid of, um, that her new boyfriend would cheat on her like the last one. And she was also afraid that she may fall out of love with him or he will fall out of love with her. And then we talked about the fact that, you know, love, and I believe that, love, loving somebody, is the biggest risk you can take. Here's why. Because say you fall in love with somebody and they fall in love with you, you're going to get a super huge high. The high of your lifetime, you know, like when everything is great, it's the happiest you will ever be. But with that comes the fact that if your partner breaks up with you, cheats on you, disappoints you, or leave you, this will be the, the lowest low you will ever have. So the question is then, really, is it worth it? Should we take that risk now we know life? Let's talk about that. Is love a risk worth taking? I'll answer next. Do you think love is a risk worth taking? Serious question. Do you think love is a risk worth taking? Because you know what happens when you fall in love. Hard. The high, the lows, the high again, and then you may get married, and once you're married, there's no guarantee that it's going to stay high. It's going to go up and down and up and down. So there's two school really. People say, you know what, I've had it. I don't want to go that road again. I'm jinxed. I am not, personally. I think love is where we live. Love life, love your partner, love your family, love your friend, love the time you're on earth alive with the ups and downs, including the situation we are now. But I'd rather be alive in this crazy world and breathe and be able to love again than not be here. So that's just me. I'm going to put it on my social media, at rendezvous radio. Is love a risk worth taking? Go vote at Rendezvous Radio. You call the next: 905 8255 Bonjour Page.:
0: Bonjour Simon.:
1: Bonjour, bonjour. So what's going on with your boyfriend? How can I help you?
0: So we've been talking about moving in together, um, mm-hmm. and he wants me to move into his place because mm-hmm. it's, it's bigger, it's nicer.. Um, but i have a nicer bed so i wanted to you know bring my bed and then like put his in the extra room he has a lot of stuff and he doesn't seem willing to want to get rid of any of it and that doesn't feel like it would be our apartment it just feels like i'd be moving into his place mhm um and i suggested getting a whole new apartment so that it would be our place and then he right. kind of mentioned that like in a roundabout way, he said, like, I don't really want to get rid of m- any of my stuff in case we break up. And I can well, kind of feel like it's a red flag.
1: Um, I wouldn't say so much it's a red flag. I think it's a time to talk and talk about the future. Like, do we really want to move in together with that spirit or do we want to find a nice compromise? And for that, I would advise for each of you to take a notebook and consider this I really want inside the home. this. He can put his bed in the storage, so if there's a breakup, if that's his fear, that's the compromise. Um, so it's like 50-50, right? So when it comes to living together, I always say when it comes to decor, you you have to compromise. So this for you is, is a must. For him, it's a must. And then, you know, you, you make it both of your home. If you guys are not ready for that, then don't move in together and, you know, give yourself another six months. If it's time, it's time. If it's not working out, then it's time to break up. But... I would not break up over that right now. We try to find a nice compromise and and find a way to make it work.
0: Okay, yeah, that that makes a lot of
1: sense. And remember that when there is too much emotion, just write things down. Don't argue over it. Just exchange, you know, a, a, a notebook with or a page with what you want, and he can do the same for you. That avoids the verbal confrontation that is sometimes difficult and painful when it comes to getting to compromise, where emails or notebooks or just a note help so much the other person to think about what you're saying.
0: Okay. Yeah. Thank you.
1: All right, Paige. Thank you so much for calling, and good luck to you.
0: Thank you, Simon. You too.
1: Coming up, I'm going to go answer Faith's voicemail because she has a question for me about a guy, and I want to help her, so her voicemail is next. If you have a question for me, all you need to do is... Call 855 905 8255 and I'll get to it. Take a listen to Faith' voicemail.
2: Hi, bonjour, Simon. Um, my name's Faith and I need some advice. Um, I've been dating this guy off and on for about six years and he's just recently moved um, and he's like a good three hour train ride away from me now. And the relationship kind of isn't going anywhere, and we've had the talk that it's not going anywhere. So I very much love him, and I want him to be in my life, but, you know, I I don't know if it's worth it. And even if we are friends, you know, now it's this weird thing where I can't just, like, go and visit and come home. Then it becomes a question of, like, where do I sleep? I I do want to try to salvage some sort of friendship with him, but I, I don't know how to do that. Thank you so much.
1: Thank you, Faith, for the voicemail. Indeed, what can you do uh, when you're not with the person you were with? uh, You still want to be friends. He still wants you to visit, but should you, really? I'll answer next. So I got this voicemail from Faith because her guy moved away geographically and then, you know, makes them, you know, be friends now. And she's wondering how close should I stay to my ex, really? She still loves him, but things are different now. He lives too far, and they know that it's not going anywhere. What should you do? My advice is: Hey, don't visit, um, don't hurt your own heart. Accept, you know, the end of it, and you can stay friends from far. But I'm in, in, I'm not in favor of the visitation. Where to sleep? All of this will lead to confusion, possibly confusing ooh-la-la, And after, you know, in the morning, you wonder what you did. So my advice to you, faith, is wonderful to stay friends with an ex from far but I wouldn't spend much time with him anymore. It's time to move on, Faith. That's my advice, how difficult it is. Time to move on and find another man to be with. Uh, you call that next. 855-905-8255. Bonjour, Mary.
3: Bonjour, Simon.
1: Bonjour, Mary. So you met somebody and, and, and you said maybe he's the one. How do you know he's the one?
3: So... Um I knew he was the one when, I, I'd had feelings for this person for a while, and he was dating somebody else at the time, um, but I kind of had a feeling that we both felt similar about each other, uh, mm-hmm. but I kind of, you know, pushed those feelings aside as I didn't want to infringe on his relationship. Then about two months ago, um, he had broken up with his girlfriend, and we went camping with a group of our friends, and that morning, uh, just the two of us went to, ro- to watch the sunrise, and we were sitting there on the rocks, and mm-hmm. he told me why he broke up with his girlfriend, and he said, I couldn't imagine my life without you. And um, and then I told him that I felt the same way about him, and it had been you know, in the works for a long time because I had felt those feelings for so long, and I just knew he was the one.
1: I love that. Mary, how did you feel, if you can remember, when he said I knew you were the one, how did how did that make you feel inside of you?
3: Bit <laughs> <They're> crying.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I can see that.
3: Yeah.
1: Yeah, those emotions are priceless. Nobody has yeah. told me what no actually nobody's told me that yet. So I hope it happens to me too. Uh, Mary, <laughs> congratulations and thank you so much thank for you. sharing that story.
3: Thank you, Simon.
1: Hey, have you ever asked your partner to unfollow or unfriend someone on social media? Let's talk about that next. Have you ever asked your partner to unfollow or unfriend someone on social media? You know, because you stalk each other and then you see somebody that makes a comment that you don't like and then you say, oh, you should you should unfriend or unfollow that person. Have you ever done that? Actually, according to my social media at rendezvous Radio poll, fifty nine percent of you said, no, I never ask a partner to unfollow or unfriend someone on social media." said, yes, I have. Uh, I have never. Um, I would, though, if I thought somebody was vulgar and disrespectful. But as has never happened so far. Um, I understand both sides. But unless it's, like, offensive, vulgar, or rude, I don't really care. Um, That's just me. Thank you so much, by the way, for voting. Thank you for spending your evening with me. Merci beaucoup et bonsoir.
0: The Rendezvous with Simon Marcel.